talk today um, what I believe is the first key practice or priority we must all embrace if we're to fully like reach the best life that God has for us in 2024. The, the greatest life of faith and obedience in 2024. And it's a message I want to call from the ground up. From the ground up. And in, if you're taking notes, the big idea I want us to walk away with today is how you start determines where you finish. What do I mean? I mean your foundation for your life. Your foundation plus your instructions that guide you along the way will ultimately determine your future. Foundation plus instruction equals destination. And a destination will come, like it or not. The future is coming one day at a time. But what that destination will be for you in the coming year is still up to you. What you experience in the Lord in 2024 is still up to you. And so that's where I want to park for the rest of our morning as we build this better year from the ground up. Now, if you would, let's pray together as we get started and then we can, we can get to it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you. We recognize that you are real and you're good and you love us and you lead to peace. God, we also acknowledge that there is a lot of life that we carry into this room today. And so I ask that you would just be present, so present in this house today. Because God, we want to hear from you. We want to know you more. We want to be more faithful in this coming year. God, we want more of you today. And so I ask God that your presence would just be heavy over us. That our hearts and minds would be able to focus and, and pay attention and be in tune with what you have for us as we build this new life together. So, Jesus, we're grateful for today, and it's in your name. Amen. Okay, so as I was thinking about today, um, and this big idea of how you start determines where you finish, I was reminded of a season, um, the season that we're in with my kids right now. If you didn't know my, my boy, Ford, he turned nine yesterday. We had a party in the lobby. And so if you still smell Taco Bell, that's why, okay? Um, and my, my girl, River, she turned seven this coming Saturday, and it's just, it's been wild. And I would say being a dad has been the second greatest joy of my life. The first greatest is being a husband to my wonderful bride, Rebecca. Um, but coming up as a close second is being her dad. And, um, and as a dad, I would say every season has, uh, with them has been a unique gift. And for any parents in the house, I'm sure you can relate. You know, where every chapter has had its own benefits, but also its own challenges, right? Diapers and feeding and strollers and being awake all night. But even with the challenges, every chapter has been really fun. To see them grow and become less blobby, you know, and more like little people with big hearts and, and minds and favorites and hobbies. It's so great. And again, every season has been. But I can tell you this one, the one we're entering right now has been particularly amazing for me. Because we finally reached the stage in their lives where the kids have outgrown and lost interest in most of, like, the toys that require a lot of assembling, okay? And why is this good for me? It's good because I am terrible and so bitterly impatient at putting those things together. Why might you ask, am I so bad? It's because I don't always love following instructions. Anyone like Ikea furniture builds? Zero people in the house today. Listen, maybe it's the creative in me, or maybe it's just a byproduct of my generation, but I'm the kind of guy that likes to see the big, the big picture 
I like to see the destination. I like to know where we're going, but then I like to kind of make my own way there. Does that make sense? I like to know the end and, and then and chart the course for how I think I should get there. But when it comes to, you know, some assembly required, you can imagine how that would typically turn out terribly, right? Like, I remember a couple years ago, it was Christmas Eve 2018. I got a photo of the kids for reference. This is them as just the cutest little kids. An amazing time. And so you can clear that off there for me. But um, it's 2018, uh, and Becca thought that River, that sweet little princess, would totally love one of those mini kitchens, the mini toy kitchens, you know? And Becca does so much at Christmas and throughout the holidays to get everything. She did the research. She put it all together. She got everything assembled and over to me. But then I thought, okay, it's sitting there on Christmas Eve of 2018 in a box, and, uh, and I thought, okay, I will reluctantly honor my wife by putting this thing together. And so there I am. It's like 11 p.m. after our Christmas service. Here's a picture of us for reference. One more. Look at us. Look at us. Oh, yeah. Look at her. Man, she is beautiful. But um, you can clear that off, too. Um, and so I, I'm there, 11 p.m., Christmas Eve. Um, I break open the box. I look at the picture on the front of the box, thinking, how hard can this be? Right? And I take out all the pieces. I start kind of puzzling them together. I get out the tools and I grab an extra drill bit just in case some of the holes don't line up because that's how it works. And 15, 20 minutes in, White Christmas is on in the background and I was looking good. I was, uh, you know, the, had these cute little cabinets with the doors, fake refrigerator, sink, towel rack, and I was feeling accomplished. Guys, it was like, I am such an awesome dad, you know? I just felt like an amazing husband and builder of things. Where's Rick Wintermute? Rick, you got you. You would have been so proud of my disposition in that moment, okay? Because everything was coming together. But then, and I don't know if you've ever been here, but then I find an extra piece laying on the floor. And I thought, I wonder what this is for. And so I kind of walk around this little toy kitchen, and I, and I see that the piece that I had in my hand was actually the piece that held the back together, okay? And it kept everything secure. Now, as a man of sheer determination, um, I try to wiggle it into place with no luck. I try to squeeze it and, 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 and nothing. Nothing I tried was working to solve the problem in front of me. And it's because, this is wild, it's because when I tried to put the piece in, I realized that one of the other pieces I put in was actually assembled upside down and backwards, right? And so I couldn't attach the missing piece even if I tried. And now the whole thing, this tiny toy kitchen, was just one good push away from falling apart. Why? question mark. Why was, why was it there? Is, was it the kitchen's fault? No. Were the pieces wrong? No. Was the picture the problem? No. The issue is that I built it wrong. I built it wrong. And while it was close, and from a distance, if you looked at it, it might even look good and right. But the reality, it wasn't, and there was nothing I could do to make it good or right besides just starting over taking it all apart and rebuilding it from the ground up. And so I did, and it was like midnight, Christmas Eve, but this time I actually followed the instructions, and, and River was so pleased. Now, what am I getting at here? Friends, just like me trying to build that toy, how you start your foundation and the instructions you follow will determine where you finish. Your beginning gives way to your ending. And friends, like I said before, an ending is coming. 
We exist in this linear plane of time with the Lord. An ending is coming. The future will inevitably appear. That is not up to you. It is not up to me. What is up to you is what that future looks like. So if you want this year to be better than the last, if you want to build a better year with the Lord, which I know you do, that's why you're here, instead of sleeping in on a Sunday or getting brunch or going away to the cabin, right? I know you want more of the Lord. It's why you've prioritized this time. Still, I I need you to understand that if you want to experience the best, the best God has for you in this coming year, 2024, this preferred future, it does not start tomorrow. It does not start next week. It doesn't start in July, and it doesn't start at the end of October. No, it starts today. The future you want most starts now. Why? Because the beginning doesn't, the best, the best doesn't just happen on accident. You can't take a box full of toys and shuffle them around and expect it to just make the kitchen. Your better ending doesn't just randomly appear. I'm not going to magically wake up next Christmas just ripped, okay, unless I prioritize today time in the gym. This is tracking, right? I mean, God could do this. And I pray that God would just move me ahead in so many ways, but, but that's not really how he promises to operate. See, God created us to have vision and dreams for what could be in our lives, but that dream, that vision, it doesn't, it's not just handed to us. I think about Israel, right? God made them a promise of this land and blessing, but they still had to walk through the wilderness to get there. The future isn't just handed to us. There are no shortcuts or quick fixes. No, God created us to put in the work. God created us to put in the work and build with him and be fruitful. And this means your best ending, your best year that I know you want, will only come with a focused, better beginning. Here and now. Foundation plus instruction equals destination. And this is vital that we understand because, friends, everyone wants to experience the best life can be. Everyone wants our future rich with peace and love and joy and prosperity and and purpose, no doubt. We all want the good life. We want what we see on the cover of the box. We want that to appear, but it can be so easy when we look to that future and chart that course. It's so easy to miss a step along the way or lose sight of our foundation or bypass our instructions as we try to make our own way. And when this happens, even with the best of intentions, our hopes and our dreams for all that could happen, they never fully real, they're never fully realized or, or assembled or experienced. And it's not because it's not because we don't want it or because what we're reaching for isn't good. It's just because we don't always know how to put the pieces together on our own. We know the end we want, but we don't always know where to start or how to get there. But friends, I need, I need you to understand. I need you to know that there is someone who does know how to get there. There is someone who knows every single piece of your life and where it fits so perfectly so you might finally feel complete. There is someone who knows what's best for you, your greatest end for your life, and also how to get there. Someone who is willing to walk with you and and help you build something so much better than you could ever build on your own. And that someone is Jesus. This is our Christian confession, right? 
It all comes back to Jesus because Hebrews chapter 12 says he is the author. He is the beginning, but he is also the perfecter, the finisher for the end. He is the beginning and the end. Everything comes back to him. And so if you want the best, if we want the best, then it's with him, the beginning and the end, we must build our lives. We must build our faith and build our year. But, but not just as an add-on to our lives. Not just a plug-in that we try to fit in to help secure our story, to keep us from falling apart. No, if we want the best, then we have to go back to the start and build from the ground up with him. Now, you might be thinking, okay, pastor, that sounds good. That sounds reasonable. I'm a Christian after all, so that makes sense. I want my life to matter. I want my end to be great. So how you start determines where you finish. Got to start with Jesus. That, practically, that makes sense. But, but what does that actually look like? What does it actually mean to build your life on and with Jesus, to begin again in Jesus' name from the ground up? What, what does it look like, and how do I know if I'm even doing it right? Good question. Let's find out. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read this opening text again. This time I want you to look at it on the screen from Colossians chapter 2. So I want to read this for you, and then I want to present to you a few key practices for how to, to build and rebuild your life on Jesus from the ground up. So here we go from verse 6. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of the world rather than from Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of God in the human body. So you also are complete through your union with him, Christ who is head over every ruler and authority. Okay, so three key practices. If you're taking notes, you can write these down if you want to build a better year with Jesus. First, we must start true and stay true. Second, we need to follow instructions. And then third, no more cutting corners. Don't cut corners. One more time. Start true follow instructions, and don't cut corners. These are the practices we must apply no matter where you're at on your journey with the Lord. No matter where you're at. You might be a Christian for five minutes or you might be a Christian for 50 years. If you want to start a better year with the Lord, it starts with true, stay true, follow instructions, and don't cut corners. Let's start with your foundation here for a second. Start true, stay true. Colossians 2 says, just as you accepted Jesus as your beginning as your starting point for your faith, as you put your faith in him, you must continue to follow him. You need to stay true. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your life be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong. Paul's saying you got to start with Jesus. Start with Jesus as your source, and you need to stay with Jesus as your guide. Don't drift. Don't deviate. Don't search for alternate roots. No, if you want to experience the better ending, the best life can be, you must start with Jesus and stay with Jesus. Why? 
Again, he is the beginning. Jesus is the beginning. He's the foundation for all that is good. He is the source for reality and the guarantee of our destiny. Jesus is our focus as Christians. He, he sets the trajectory for every step that comes next. He is the constant for our faithfulness and the anchor for our hope. Jesus is, is the truth and the only way to know what's true. And so we must start with him. Start true, then stay true. It reminds me of when, uh, when I used to roof houses. It was a Forgive me if you've already heard this story before, but um, when I was in my, like, late teens, early 20s, summer jobs were, like, roofing houses with my buddies, and, and uh, it, was all, it wasn't, like, a big deal, and I was usually the one picking up the, the stuff that fell off the roof. Um, but but when, you, when you start a new roof, the first thing you do is create a foundation called a starter by which every other shingle, every other piece that's, a, that's applied to the roof will be laid. You start at the beginning by creating this constant, okay, where, where, where there's a straight vertical and a straight horizontal axis, and once you're confident that it's true, that it's in the right place, um, once you know it's true, then you make sure it stays true and straight across the roof line without deviation. Um, and, and this is the process uh, of how to put on a roof. I hope that you're impressed with my knowledge today. But what I'm, what I'm getting at here is from installing a roof to building a year, if you don't first find a starting point, starting point that's true, a firm foundation, and then establish your path accordingly, even if you're just a little bit off, even if you're just a, a fraction of a step off or you skip one step along the way from one end to the other of the roof line or your year, the drift of the pieces of your life can be absolutely catastrophic. If you don't stay true, the drift from your life can lead you somewhere you never thought you would go. So if you want to build a better year with the Lord, you've got to start true, but you've got to stay true. Start true and stay true, which brings us up to the second step, and, and this is the support for staying true. Is that if you want to stay true and walk that line of truth, then you, you, need, to, you need to learn how to follow instructions. And you know how much I love to follow instructions. But here I am telling you, we must learn to follow instructions. Back to Colossians 2, it says, And now just as you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him and, the, and his instruction. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. Let me give you a couple more references from the scriptures to, to really drive home this need for instruction. From Psalm 32, it'll be on the screen. It says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Proverbs 16 says, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Jesus even drives us home in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, when he says, he says, anyone who listens to my teaching, my instruction, and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But, verse 26, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Friends, God, God wants to guide you to your best life. God wants to guide you and, and to walk that line of truth into a life of resilience, 
God wants to walk that line of truth with you into a life that can weather the inevitable storms of life that come. He does. He wants to guide you. And he has given you instruction for how to get there. And I need, I, I need you to know that these instructions from the Lord for how to stay true, they are not given to hold you back or to limit your fun. I think there's a cultural assumption about being a Christian and the Bible and all this stuff that, like, that God is this divine fun police in the clouds, just like handing down laws from heaven to make life boring or prevent you from pleasure or, like, or good times. But friends, I need you to know that just can't be further from the truth. Proverbs 16 says that the instructions God gives us are given so we will prosper. So we'll prosper. So we'll experience the good life, not a life of lack. God knows what's best for you. He does. And he wants you to experience this future with him. We just need to follow instructions to get there. Back to me in that dumb little toy kitchen. I, I want you to know 2018, Christmas Eve, it was kind of fun for me to build that kitchen without instructions. It was kind of fun. Like, it felt like an adventure. I was just kind of piecing things together, thinking, like, intuitively, yeah, this is how it works. Eyeballing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it feels good. It was kind of fun for a while, but that fun didn't last, right? That fun never lasts. And looking back, man, I could have saved so much time and so much frustration if I would have just built it right the first time by following the instructions that were given to me. And I hope this metaphor is making sense to your life and to your faith. Because it is the exact same thing for our lives. Just think of how much pain, think of how much pain and frustration and guilt and shame and time lost we could have prevented we could have saved in our lives if we would have just followed the instructions Jesus gave us in the first place. Think of, think of all the problems and all the pain. Think about the divorces that never needed to happen. Think about the addiction that never needed to come. Think about the trauma and the sickness and the financial problems that have arrived in our lives that could have been prevented. Now, I need you to know that, that there are things that, that we can't prevent. There are things that come to us. And while there's nothing we can do about that now because the past is the past, what I need you to know is that we can choose to do things different in the future. We can choose to move forward different as we look to what is to come. But that change, that future, that destination, it doesn't just show up. And it doesn't start tomorrow or next week or next month at the end of the year when you feel ready or prepared or disciplined or pressured. No, like it or not, the future that you want starts today. It starts here and it starts now because how you start determines where you finish. So verse 6 from Colossians 2, Just as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. You can do this. You can. The future starts here. You can't change the past, but you can build your life on Jesus and watch him redeem it. 
You can build your life on him and watch him lead you to prosper in the truth you were taught. That is up to you. That is up to you, and all it takes is you choosing to start true and stay true by following his instructions. Start with Jesus, build your life on Jesus, and then do what he says. But, Pastor, how could I ever know what Jesus wants me to do? How could we ever know what Jesus says is best or where he wants? How could we know his instructions for us? We need, we need to become more and more familiar with the scriptures, friends. God has given you an incredible glimpse into what it means to be holy to the Lord in scripture with all sorts of instructions for how to live faithful. And you don't have to look hard to figure it out. It doesn't take, it doesn't like talk in code or it's not like buried in the back of the book somewhere in the appendix. No, he, he wants you to live faithful. And so he's made it obvious. God wants you to live faithful and he wants to experience the best. And so he tells you what to do. Now, I don't have any assumptions of your faith background, your journey, what it took to get you here. Um, so if you are kind of new to faith in Jesus and you're like, man, I showed up today just looking for some good news and you're kind of getting heated. Listen, if you, want, if you want to know the best God has for you, as you look to the book, and it's a big book, you're like, where do I go? I would start true with starting with Jesus, okay? And maybe this is just an encouragement for all of us in the house today. In the coming year, in the coming month, just start with Jesus, with his words in the New Testament. Specifically, I would like to challenge you and direct you to read Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 every day for the next, for the rest of the month of January. It takes about 18 minutes to read, okay? Or you can listen to it. Johnny Cash reads the Bible on YouTube. You could search Johnny Cash, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, okay? But I would encourage you to read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's a, it's a section called the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is basically spelling out what it means to be a Christian and how to honor God. And honestly, friends, if, if these were the only three chapters, if you crashed on a desert island and you could only bring three chapters of the Bible with you, I would encourage you to bring these because it's enough to highlight God's heart, his passions, his justice, and his love. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 reveals what God is like to the world and invites us to join him. So I just want to encourage you, start in Matthew 5. Read it. Hear the instruction. Do what Jesus said, because, friends, he knows what's best. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are, are the path to the good life with Jesus. Jesus knows what's best, and he wants to guide you. You just need to listen. You need to follow his instructions. And this brings me up to number three. We're almost done. As you build this better year with Jesus from the ground up, you can't cut corners. You can't cut corners the path of cut corners will not bring you to the future you long for. It will not usher the future God wants for you most either. It might look right sometimes, and it might feel fun, like building off the picture of a box. It might feel fun, but I want you to know it will eventually lead you to having to stop and start over anyway. So just do it right the first time. Don't cut corners. Start true and stay True. It reminds me of this past year. We had a, a crazy leak in our roof in our house, and, and it resulted in a bunch of like drywall damage all throughout our living room, and um, it all had to be removed. And I, I remember one day after everything had been dried out and take, taken out, like stripped away and, and dried out, we had these like exposed 
um, studs and, um, and beams in our house. And a friend stopped by. His name is Ben Tibbert. He comes to church here. And he stopped by to take a look. And immediately he says, David, this is not good. And I'm thinking, well, obviously, I've got like no ceiling in my living room, Ben. And he said, no, it's not, it's not the lack of drywall. It's, it's the framing. He said, it's this, the studs. They, they built it wrong. They didn't, they didn't put in this, this connector to bridge the wall to the ceiling. And now there's nothing securing the roof to the rest of the walls. It's just sitting there. He's like, I can't believe you haven't had more problems already. They cut some serious corners here, and they did. And listen, and because of it, we were legitimately one good push away from collapse, and we had no idea. It wasn't until we stripped away all the extras, all the garbage, all the damage. It wasn't until we stripped away all the extras that we were able to see our need to rebuild it. And again, it's the same picture. It couldn't be more true to our faith. Friends, if we just did it right the first time, it would save us from so many problems, so many potential failures and liabilities, but so often we cut corners. We create exceptions and categories. We make excuses, and all of this, even though it might look good and right from a distance, it leaves us compromised. It leaves us compromised and never able to fully reach the future God wants for us, which is why Paul drives this home in Colossians. Verse 6, he says, if you're a Christian, you must continue to follow him. Verse 8, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking, from the spiritual powers of the world, rather than Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body. So you also are complete. So you also are complete through your union with him his head over every ruler and authority. And I love this caution from Paul. He's saying, if you're with Jesus, then just follow Jesus. It will work out best for you in the end. If you're with Jesus, just follow Jesus. Don't let anyone capture you. Don't let anyone capture you with lies so good they sound like the truth. Don't let anyone trick you into drifting off course. Don't let anyone manipulate you with high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking. Don't cut corners in your faith. Don't cut corners. Start true. Stay true. And follow his instructions. Because if you don't, and this isn't like me being prophetic over your life, or this isn't me like trying to be mean or intense, but if you don't start true and stay true, collapse will eventually come. And it might not be like your whole life imploding. It might not be like something super intense but all of those little compromises all of those little collapses will prevent you from reaching the future you want most the life of faith that is robust enough to weather the storms that life comes Jesus, back to Jesus in Matthew 7 kind of inverting this text around but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish those who cut corners are foolish, like a person who builds a house without the connector between the roof and the wall. 
A person who builds their house on sand, when the rain and floods come, the wind beats against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. But the opposite, right? This is the good news. This is the encouragement for today. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, follows the instructions, is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, that the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house. Friends, I know that this past season has been hard for a lot of us that we have felt the winds of the world, the torrential rain of society, pouring over our lives, trying to distract us and keep us from the best God has for us. I get that. But anyone who listens to the teaching and follows it is a person who builds a house on the rock and it won't collapse because it's built on Jesus, his foundation, the bedrock that will withstand the storms. And this is it, friends. Where you start, where you build your life, your foundation for life and the instructions that lead you, where you start will determine where you finish. So the question I want to leave you with today is simply, where do you want to finish? As you picture the year that approaches, a couple weeks in, where do you want it to go? Think about that for a moment. Where do you want this year to go? And I understand that there are things that are outside of your control. I understand that there are things and circumstances that we face that we did not choose nor deserve. Life happens for all of us. That's not up to you. It's not up to me. But what is up to you? What is up to you is where you want to go, destination, and how you choose to get there. So what will it be as you're heading into this new year? What are your hopes and dreams? How are you starting as you look to the end? The first couple weeks, has it been more of the same? Like 2023 rolled into 2024? Because all of that can change. All of that can change here and now. And it must. It must if we want the best. Nobody wants a broken toy kitchen. Nobody wants a roof that's about to fall in on a house. And yet so many of us are living our lives teetering on the brink of collapse when Jesus is here calling you into a better way to build your life on his bedrock, on his firm foundation from the ground up, on his truth, on his instruction. And listen, I promise you, there is no better ending. Oh, man, there is no better ending the one, than the one you reach focused on Jesus. There is no better, and you will never find a life more satisfying than one following his instructions. You'll never find a life of greater purpose than the one built on his truth. You'll never find the life you long for without him. So stop cutting corners, trying to make it on your own. Let this moment be a moment of decision for you that carries you into a better year with him. So let us be a church that starts true. Amen? Let us be a church that stays true. I want to pray for you um, as we close, and then Tyla is going to come up and dismiss you um, with some closing announcements. But before I pray, I just want you to know, if you have any questions um, about anything that you heard today, about starting true this morning, I'd love to talk with you after service. Also, if anyone needs prayer, I want to invite you down uh, to receive from God today, to receive specifically blessing, courage, and forgiveness.
Blessing, courage, and forgiveness. If anyone needs that today, I encourage you to come down after service because God wants to give it to you today. And so I'm going to pray for you, and then we'll be dismissed after announcements. But if you need anything, come on down. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Jesus, we're grateful. We're so grateful that you chose us and you called us. We're so grateful that, you, that you're inviting us to build our lives on you. That you're not just like telling us to go fend for ourselves and, and do our best and, and we'll see how it turns out. But God, you want to tell us how to reach our best possible end. And you are here even now with instruction. This is foolproof, Jesus, and you've given it to us, and, and yet we so often ignore it. And so, God, I ask in this moment that you would just convict this church to live according to your instruction today. God, that you would inspire us to start this year true on your truth and stay true as we chart our course towards the better ending with you, Jesus. As we build this better year, God, I ask that you'd remind us of your goodness, that you'd remind me of your goodness, that you'd keep us focused, that you'd, that you'd keep us disciplined, that we wouldn't cut corners and we wouldn't cheat you out of our days, Jesus, but instead that we would live faithful and true, that we would start true and we would stay true in 2024 as we build this year from the ground up with you. So God, we're grateful that you love us. We're so grateful that you're inviting us into this preferred future. As we go, Jesus, I ask that you would just continue to encourage us and give us the courage to let go of the things that are holding us back and, and take big steps of faith into that bold future with you. And so, Jesus, we love you and we're grateful, and it's in your name that we pray. And we all said, amen. Amen. Would you welcome Tyla up to the platform?